Come on now. All right, hey, if you have a Bible, uh, let's get to the meat. Now, get to, you can go to um, Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3, and uh, what I want to... My, I'm, I'm quiet? Where, where is Moose at? I'm quiet? My, my microphone is quiet? Hello? No? Is it good online? No? When you get there? Oh, yeah, you're, you're always lagging a little bit. That's awesome and crazy, bad, the bad thing about technology. Um, because in real time, my kids can heckle me in uh, the audience through technology, and, and no one knows that they're being disrespectful. Yes, sir, in the back. No. No, you don't. Hey, is that better? He, he turned it up. Is that a little bit better? I, I mean, I can always just start yelling at you all. I know, I spit on you all. Uh, I, I don't yell. Come on now. I might get excited a little bit. What? Your old church. Oh, you've been here a long time, so that must be an old church. Old church. Okay, I got you. All right, so uh, I want to talk about today, what it is I want to talk about is trust. Uh, and when I'm talking about trust, I'm not just saying that the, the, the trust in which, um, uh, you know, the world paints where uh, I know most of us growing up watched Aladdin, right? Everybody, who, who's, who's watched Aladdin? Who is not wanting to raise their hand because they're too manly? Wayne. Wayne's always got two going. But do you remember that scene in Aladdin where Aladdin is, is up on the, the flying carpet, right? The magic rug that's kind of a dog, but a rug. That was kind of weird, you know, going, growing up and everything. But, and, and he's up on, on that, that, that carpet, and, and Jasmine is, is like very hesitant to, to, to get on the carpet, which I, I think I'd be a little bit hesitant as well. But he's like, come on, you can do it. And then what does he say? Do you trust me? Now, that, that's, a, that's a trust in which we can kind of visually see here and, and that we can say, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, in the cartoon, she didn't fall off the carpet. Although nowadays, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm just really honestly surprised that Disney hasn't taken that off of Disney Plus yet uh, because there are no seat belts on the carpet. Right? With all of the safety precautions and everything going on, and we have to be politically correct, and everything we do is say, there's no seatbelts on there. How many kids are now, you know, are, are walking with a limp or have something wrong with them because they fell off their magic carpet that did not have a seatbelt? Thank you again, Tom. No, no one can see Tom in the back. He's like waving his hand and everything. That's why he sits in the back. So anyways, the trust in which we're going to talk about today is not necessarily the, the trust that Aladdin uh, had or was trying to convey to Jasmine. I think it's a trust that, that supersedes that. Because granted, yes, she had to put his, her life in his hands, but at any time she could have said, no, I, I don't need that. And her life would have just you know, went on being the same princess in which she was. The trust I want to talk about today is what the Bible describes trust or what the Bible communicates uh, uh, trust as to us. So if you're in um, Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to read verses 5 through 8. And in 5 through 8, 
I just want us to just just listen to um, just listen to the to, to the words here, and um, as you listen, don't try to formulate any opinion or anything like it. Just listen to what it is that that, that God is communicating through the Scripture in, into uh, your life, into your areas that need uh, His trust. Uh, when I say His trust, you, not not that you He has to gain your trust. Because I, I think that he has done everything um, imaginable to prove that you can trust him. But you, I, there are areas in our lives where we need to receive this, this ability and uh, build our own trust towards him. Now, I don't want you to raise your hand because I think it would be embarrassing for some. Others, would, it might not be. But how many of you, if you were... Um, if you were, I don't want to say held at gunpoint, but if you were in a, a, a crazy situation in your life that you have, uh, you know, you're faced with a, an opposition that is not according to your plan, um, and that as you're facing this opposition, your question of like, can I, can I really trust God in this? Can I really trust God in this situation? Um, if you have, have had that question, that Thought. I don't think that you're alone. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to question your trust in God and you can doubt God and, and it's not a big deal. That's not what I'm saying either. What, what I'm saying is that, that, that trust in God is something not in which you can turn on and turn off. It is something that is built over time. And um, as we grow in our trust of God, uh, some would say, well, our faith in God. Yes, but I think that trust um, is the, the action of our faith. When we grow in our trust of God, what we, uh, what we see and what we can experience is, are, are things that don't make sense. And I think that some of you have been in those, those areas um, of uh, hardship, uh, events that are, that, that are going on. I, I'm thinking of the highlights right, right now, I mean, with little baby Joseph. You know, how, how is your faith and your trust in God tested not, not as God's going to tempt us or anything, but tested through this. I mean, you, you, you during the middle of it, it was probably a, um, a, a really, it, it stunk really bad, right? It was like, oh, it, but I had a conversation uh, with Travis uh, after, uh, after Joseph came out of surgery, and I had a, uh, the, the conversation on the phone with Travis, and, and I could just hear it in his voice. He said, you know, there were times I didn't know what was going on. And I don't even remember. I don't even know if you remember the conversation because you were kind of like <gasps> just coming up for, for air. Like, you, you know, you ever have that, that feeling that you're drowning and you're in a swim pool and then you realize the swim pool is only four foot deep and you can stand up. Come on. That was funny. That was that was uh, what was the movie? Uh, Robin Hood's Prince of Thieves when little John is, is, is drowning in the river. And Kevin Costner picks him up and he puts his feet down like, oh, it's only up to my knees. But you know that feeling which you have when you come up for air and you're like, oh, I can breathe now. That was, I, I, I felt just through the, your words there, Travis. And please forgive me if I'm, you know, putting you on the spot or whatever. But I felt through his words like, oh, I'm coming up for air. But what I, I heard in his voice was, you know what? We didn't know everything that was going on. And as a, as a father... And I'm, mothers are the same way, but as a father, I can, I can relate. There are things that we get into uh, in circumstances, in situations that happen in our life 
where we are helpless. And when we are in helpless situations, what we have to do the most is what? Trust God, right? All right. I know that today is a weird day. The elders and I were talking about that earlier. Uh, there's a weirdness about today. Don't know what it is. Maybe it's going to be because it's going to be like 90 degrees and everybody is thinking about like what Dan said, you know, their, their lawn and their gutters and everything. But nonetheless, even though there's a weirdness, whatever, let's make the best of it. Let, let, let's, let's listen to what it is that God's saying. But let's, let's press in to hear what it is that, that, that okay, I, 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 meaning you, we are thinking here, is there an area in my area in my life where I need to trust God more? Maybe it's not a situation like like uh, Travis and Ruth had to uh, go through, or uh, they are going through because Joseph is still in um, the hospital right now. And I just talked to Ruth. Joseph is doing well, right? She she talked to to the nurse this morning. He is like wanting, you know, what you say, his face is scratched because he's he's like, ah, I want some food. Feed me, feed me, feed me. Which for a baby is right. I mean, that's good. So, uh, I mean, we might not all be going through something like that, but I don't think that we should be comparing our situations to others because in the situation in which God has placed each one of us, there is still a, a, a degree or an element of trust that needs to take place. Would we agree with that? Yes? All right. So you're there in uh, Proverbs chapter 3. I said 5 through 8, but I really want to go back to 1. I'm sorry, Mike. This is, I apologize. I was just looking at this, and I think that it, it, we should start in one. And if I, if I pause long enough, uh, Mike will, he's like quick on the keys back here, he'll get it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Now, just thinking for a second, when we look at a text like this and we hear that, okay, if I could just keep the commandments of the Lord. Man, now I'm really hot. Moose, my mic is really hot. But if we could just keep the commandments of the Lord, there is an outcome of keeping or a result of keeping the commandments of the Lord. And here it's a length of days, years of life, but really it's peace that they'll add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Pause there for a second before we get into the, the main part there. Because I, I think that, that this is one of those uh, portions of Scripture where it really um, uh, drives in and, and, and focuses on the importance of knowing Scripture. Now, when I say the importance of knowing Scripture, I'm not saying that you have to have the whole Bible memorized, but I think that, that we can understand that there is a great importance of reading and memorizing Scripture. Because when we do get into situations in our life, what we don't want to do, and, and think of, uh, of yourself, and I know I've used this illustration before, but think of yourself as you know, a, a coffee mug. And whatever that coffee mug is filled up with, just think that it's filled up to, to the brim and you're walking slowly through the house or whatever, or you're walking with it. And if something, if someone bumps you, whatever's inside is going to spill out. Well, whatever it is inside, when it does spill out, what we don't want it to, to uh, spill out as is, is vileness and uh, bitterness and let's just say it, ugliness, right? 
what we want to spill out, as, as Jesus says, that out of the overflow of the heart, out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. What we want to do is, is our coffee cup that we're carrying around with us wherever we go. What we want is that, that, that cup to be filled with the goodness of God, with His truth, with His promises, so that when you are bumped, what comes out? Goodness of God. I, I'm, not, I'm not giving very difficult questions today. All right, just, just track with me. I mean, be, just think about this. Like, So when that situation happens in our life, and if we've got this where all we're doing is we're griping and we're moaning and we're complaining, none of you, your friends, do this. You're, you're griping and you're moaning. We're, they are griping and moaning and complaining, and then when you walk around, and, poof, and then it all comes out. Usually it comes out over social media or, you know, or whatever the way in which your, your outlet of choice is. But what happens is, is if, we, if we continually fill our, our, ourselves with the, the ugliness of this life, and um, we continually fill ourselves with the, the, the capacity of our own self, what we're going to do is then when we enter into these situations, it's, it's all the ugliness is just going to come out. Or maybe it's really not ugly, it's just that your thoughts, your opinions, your ideas, instead of what God has communicated, what God has planned, what God has promised. So when we think about all of this stuff, and we're talking about trust, the way in which we build trust is not like I can go up to Bobby and say, all right, Bobby, just trust God. And he gets it. Boom! A light bulb goes off, right? No, it's an understanding like, okay, Bobby, trust God. How do I do that? Let him be your source of life. Let him, him, him be the one who feeds your soul. So your, your peace, your understanding comes from him, not, not from the world. Because when that is welling up inside of us, as Jesus uses the terms of a living water that, that is welling up inside of us, when it breaks forth, if our trust is fully in God, for whatever the situation is, we can understand that when we face that situation, we can face it properly instead of facing it just like a, an idiot. Not that anybody would face any situation in here like an idiot, right? A anybody want to be honest? Have you faced a situation like an idiot in the last week? <laughs> you should like start counting down the last day, right? The last couple hours, it, it, it happens, but there's an understanding as the, the, uh, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs here is going to tell us that as we come to the, the, this uh, um, uh, formation of our soul, and the formation of our soul here is built upon the truth and the promises of God's Word. Here in verse 5 he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, a little, little caveat, my, my dad knows this, some of you might know this. This was my Grandma Johnson's favorite text in all of Scripture. And, and, and Grandma always lived this out, at least what I can see. Obviously, we're not, I'm not, it wasn't in her head. But there is a, a visibleness to others that when you are trusting the Lord that they can see. Now, I want to be very careful in this because I think that uh, um, we can uh, fall into a, a fake facade if we're not careful. We can appear to be good on the outside. I'm just trusting God. But are you? 
Are, are you trusting God in your circumstance? Are you trusting God in your situation? Are you trusting in His promises? But you're, oh, I'm doing that, yeah. But are you doing things you, whoa, it finally happened. Woo! I was trusting in this, this, see the stage even let me down. Man, that's the first time in 12 years I've fallen off a stage. You've been waiting. Whoa. I know. That's because my trust is not in Bobby. Right? He will let me down. Which is a good visual and a good understanding that our trust cannot be in our own understanding. Our trust cannot be in in anything other than God. If our trust is in anything other than God. Now, that's not... That's not meaning we walk around and act like an idiot or something like that, or or we do things without using our brain. No, I'm saying if our trust is not in God, there is going to be something that's going to let us fall, right? Because the stage doesn't go on forever. It was pretty, it was, I was predestined to fall there. I don't know about that. I don't think that that's how that works. But trusting is this. When we look at this, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I think of, of what Jesus says in, in Mark chapter 12 when he's asked, what are the greatest commandments? Because in Mark chapter 12, when he's asked, what is the greatest commandments? And if we think about here that it says, uh, um, that let your heart keep my commandments. What we have to, we have to ask ourselves is, do I know what the greatest commandments are? Am I, is my heart keeping these commandments? If I ask, okay, is my heart keeping these commandments? i got to know what the, the commandments are. And what does Jesus say? And we'll use the life point version of uh, the, the, that, was it uh, Mark 12, 31 and 32, I think it is, or 30 and 31. What, what, is, what, is God, what does Jesus say? Love, love God and love people, right? The greatest commandments are love God, love people. So just think about that. If we're, we're looking at, at this text and we're asking, okay, how am I to trust the Lord with all of my heart? Now understand when he says all of your heart, that means all of who you are, all of your being, all of what makes up Jake, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? All that makes up you, are you trusting God with all of that? Now, that's not just, oh, on the spiritual side, oh, yes, I'm trusting God, so when I die, I'm going to heaven. No, that's a great thing. But what, what happens is too, too often what we have is this trust for God for eternity, trust in God for when we die, but what we lack is a trust in God for now. Trust in God for your situation. Because here it says the trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding. That doesn't mean that we're, we are just to be, you know, duh. No. It, oh, it's not that we're to be unintelligent. It's not that we're not to have understanding. It's don't put all of your eggs in one basket on you. Put it in the one who created the chicken. I, I, it was funny. Here's a side note. The other day, Gabe was talking about his birthday and his, you know, getting birthday money. And he says, Dad... I know, because I was like, be careful, buddy. And he's like, Dad, I know. I'm not going to put all my chickens in one basket. <laughs> Close. But here it's saying, don't, don't lean. Do not lean on your own understanding. Should we understand what's going on? Yes. 
But if we lean on just what I know, if I, if I lean on just what I know, there are things that I don't know. Is there anyone in here that knows everything? Not your, you think, your spouse that you think that they know everything and they try to convince you that they know everything. Right? <laughs> Be careful. No, we cannot lean on our own understanding. Why? Because we don't know everything. We're not God. And it's a good thing that we're not God. And here it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. If I were to lean on my own understanding, if you were to lean on your own understanding, when you hit that storm in your life, you're going to go, woo! It's going to be bad. Some of you go that way and you're still saying, I'm trusting in God, I'm trusting in God. Are you? Again, this, this, I, I don't want anybody to, to, to be like, feel like they're being beat up. Oh, I know, I need to trust. No, if, if there's an area that, is, that you're thinking of right now, like, I need to trust God more in this area. Well, it doesn't really count. Uh, you know, trusting God's only, only in the spiritual matters. N- no. When it says here with all your heart, that, that the all your heart is not talking about the organ that pumps blood through your body. With all your heart is everything that you are made up from. Like I said, with Jake, good, bad, and the ugly. That means the immaterial things and the material things. I, I, I love the, the, the fact when somebody would say, you know, I'm, I'm trusting God and everything. All right, cool. Let's do a little, let, let's do a, 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 a little test. Let me see your checkbook and your calendar. I mean, because those are the two main things. Like, if you say, I'm trusting God. Well, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not the judge. I'm just, I want to help you if, you if you're like, I'm trusting God, but things aren't going the way in which they should be. Okay, let's do a little bit of assessment. Like, if, you, if you're saying, oh, I'm working and I don't have any money to do anything. Okay, wait, let's, let's, let's look at this. Well, just in the same instance, if you're trusting God and it's not going the way and things aren't getting better. Well, let's look at the two things that can really control your life, your checkbook and, and, and your time. Now, this is not a big ploy to, you need to get more money in the church. I'm, no. But if you really want to see where your trust is, evaluate those things in your life. Evaluate the things in your life that have a loud voice. And then you can answer, oh, am I tr- maybe I'm not trusting God like I should. That's where most of us would fall from time to time. We, we, would, we would not want to uh, um, uh, publicly say, oh, yeah, I'm not trusting God. Some would. Some, some get very arrogant in, in the, the, those situations or in some situations. But most of us would be like, yeah, I, I, I know I should. It's kind of like when, when the preacher asks people about, hey, you've been reading your Bible? Not like I should be. That's usually the answer, and that usually tells me that, no, you're not. But you're still asking me, why is God letting this happen to me? Well, are you trusting Him? Like it says here, are you putting your, all of your hope in His promises? Because when we, we look at, at, at this word trust, and when the Bible um, talks about trust, what the, 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 this word literally means is this, a bold confidence... Sure security or action based on that security. 
So it's a, it's a bold confidence or a sure security or this action that's based upon that security. So when you are trusting in God, He is the one that gives you security. Security is one of the, the, the three essential needs of every human. And this is not a biblical, you know, religious thing. This is a, 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 a psychological thing that psychologists say. That the, the, the sense for security is, is an essential need for all, all human beings. Well, that is what really sets us apart. When I say us, believers in Jesus Christ, that sets us apart from the world is we have a security in the one who created all. We have a security that no matter how bad it gets here, no matter how crappy things are and how things aren't going my way, that we can trust in God, we have a security in what He has done, and that we have a security that even though we may be in the valley of the shadow of death, He says we can fear no evil. Why? For you're with me. As a follower of Christ, we don't have to wonder if God is there. And I believe that that's why here in Proverbs he's saying that we need to uh, take the, the, the commandments of God and uh, the promises of God and we need to um, bind them around the neck, write them on the tablet of our hearts. Why? Because you need to be reminded that God is trustworthy. I, I think that that's what happens a lot of times is we, we question if God is truly trustworthy. And, and if, you are, if you find yourself under that attack, don't think that you're in that attack or, or you're, you're feeling that alone because that's been the, 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 the scheme of the devil all the way since the beginning. That's what happened in the garden. When, when, when the serpent uh, uh, um, spoke to, to, to Adam and Eve there, it was essentially... He was saying, can you really trust God for what it is that he said? Can you really, does he really want what's best for you? Oh, maybe, maybe he doesn't. That fruit really does look good. Trusting God it goes beyond just a mere emotion. Trusting God goes beyond just even a mere thought. Trusting is believing in the promises of God. <clears throat> in all circumstances. Trusting is believing in the promises of God in all circumstances. How are we going to know how to uh, react and how we are supposed to respond in a circumstance in which we are in, in our lives? How, how do we do that? Well, we need to know what the promises of God are. That doesn't mean that we have to be Bible scholars. It doesn't mean that, that, that you have to stick your nose in the Bible and be in there for 14 hours a day. It's understanding these, these, these simple truths. And one that I, I, I like to bring up to myself mainly, but to others when they're like, oh, I just don't know. I don't know if God really is, is aware of what's going on. I always remind them. I always remind me. No, God said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. God, God said that, 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 that no matter what happens, He's there. He also says that I can cast my cares, cast my anxieties upon Him. That I don't have to face anything alone. 
that I, I, I know that there is one who sits on the throne and, and, and one who intercedes on my behalf. So trusting is believing in the promises of God, even in those where evidence where the evidence is around you, where the situation in which you're in think is, it looks contrary. Well, if, if God was really here, he wouldn't let this happen. Now, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through that valley, when I'm in that, even, he, he knows that I'm there. Why? Because he's there with us. Does God make you go that way? No. You, you make you go through the valley of the shadow of death a lot of times. Not all the times. Sometimes, you know, situations can happen, illnesses or stuff like that can happen where, man, I'm just, I'm here, but you know what? I'm not all alone. That was one of the beautiful things when I was talking to, to, to Travis on the phone on uh, Saturday or Friday, I mean, and uh, was it Friday? Yes, Friday, Friday, Friday. Today's Sunday, right? On, fri- on Friday when I was talking to him on the phone, I could just hear that in his voice. That, you know what, <laughs> things aren't going the way in which we wanted. We wanted to bring our, you know, have our baby home and just, you know, have Joseph grow up and, to, you know, to be the, the, the man uh, like Joseph is in the Bible. And we didn't, we didn't sign up for the, the oh, I did his, his intestine, for those you don't know, his intestines got, got uh, twisted and uh, they had to untwist them. And, but, uh, you know, when, when I was talking to him about that, it was like, I could, I could hear it like, man, I, it was so, this was crazy. But I know God was in control the whole time. This was crazy. But I, 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 I know that through the power of prayer that God moved and worked in the situation. That's trusting God. I'm sure everyone has something right now that they're, they're um, either dealing with or needing to deal with and that, that their trust in God is really just being worked. Now, when I say that, it might not be a, a traumatic event. It might be just something where it's small, where, okay, my, I'm encountering this with my kids or my spouse or a, a job or whatever. But, but, but your trust in God is just kind of, it, it's being worked. It's being worked so that as you, as you grow in your trust, that you can know that you trust God. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but I think the, the, the hardest person to convince that you trust God is you. You say those words, you even believe that, but when it comes down to the, the action and the, the, the confidence, you're like, oh, I just lack that confidence. Here with what's being written, it says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Remember, remember, God doesn't tell us to do something and not give us the ability or the, 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 the tools or the strength to do it. If God says, trust me, that's not Aladdin to Jasmine. No, that's the creator of the universe saying, trust me. Well, why can we trust him? Because of who he is. Yeah, but I don't know if he's proven myself or proven himself to me. What more do you need? He's provided a way to himself. And the way in which he's provided a way to himself is through the death of his son, the resurrection of his son. 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what more to do. I don't know what more to say because when he says this, and, and if we are going to trust the Lord with all of our heart, God has already given us the ability. God has already given us the love and the grace and the mercy to do this. Ephesians 2, it says, and I love that Kurt mentioned it. In Ephesians 2, it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not your own doing, but it's a work of God. It's the gift of God, actually. And understanding, God bless you, and understanding that when we're thinking about trust, it's that working of that faith. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's that working of that faith that by God's grace and by God's grace alone that he gave it to us as a gift. And because he's given it to us as a gift and because he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own, under, your own understanding. He goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Not just, um, not just what's convenient. This goes back to the heart, the whole person. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. So, I, I, I have this conversation with people all the time. Like, yeah, I want I want to do what God wants me to. I want to stay on, and I, I think that the terminology that most people use is like, I want to stay on the straight and narrow. I get it, but what we have to wrap our head around: following God is not in a straight line. If you ever thought that you were going to put your faith and your trust in God and it was going to be in a straight line, then you missed what David said in Psalm 23. Anybody ever been in a valley, a true valley of a mountain? Is it straight? No, it kind of curves. And it curves back this way. It's still narrow. It's still, there, there's still boundaries and barriers there. I look at the same thing when we're following God and I want to be on the straight and the narrow. No, I want to be where God wants me to be. Because yes, that path, that path is narrow, but it leads to eternal life, right? Jesus says that there is another path that is very wide. Depending upon your translation, is very broad. But that path leads to what? Destruction. When we're looking at this and when, when, when we're looking at what, what, what is said here, it says, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. That's not like, okay, I'm going to walk in a straight line. He will make right your paths. When John the Baptist came on scene, he, he came in the, the spirit of Elijah. Elijah. J, not Sha. In the spirit of Elijah. Elisha was cranky. Elijah, he was just loud and obnoxious. He came in the spirit of Elijah, and he fulfilled the prophecy given by Isaiah. That Isaiah prophesied that there'll be one who comes that says, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Make his path right. As he's going to come, he's going to take your life, my life, and he's going to make it right. Not by are doing, but by His. Do we have responsibility in it? Absolutely we have responsibility in it. If, he, if we didn't have responsibility in it, why would He give us instructions on how and what we're supposed to do? 
If I was predestined to fall off this stage here, why would he tell me about the, the law of gravity? He would just be sitting up there and <laughs> I can't wait until he does that. On June 27th, he's going to take that step that he hasn't taken in years. <laughs> oh, if I had a magic carpet, I could have went on a magic carpet ride. I got to speed this up now. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. I, 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 I. Again, this doesn't mean that we are just the unintelligible, just put our head in a cloud and I'm just living by faith. No, that's not what it, this is saying. It's saying that if we're not to be wise in our own eyes, don't make your thoughts about something be the preeminent thoughts. Don't, don't think that you've got it all figured out. Because back to that question, does anybody know everything? There are variables in which you don't know, but there are also variables in which you can't understand, which goes back to God's promises. If God promises something, He can fulfill that promises. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He can fulfill that promises because He knows all the variables. He controls all of that. If we're to say, I'm just going to do it my way, and I'll do it my way, and we'll just see how, let the chips fall where they may. It's ridiculous, if you ask me. I don't know how else to say it. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. In, in the book of James, when, when it's talking about um, the, the, the attack of the enemy on us, James, the, 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 the brother of Jesus, says that we are to submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from us. Here, when we're looking at this, it says that we're to fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Same thing. The fear of the Lord is, is understanding who God is and living in light of who God is. We, we, we need to, 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 to keep right in front of us who God is. That goes back to the whole heart and, and in every situation. When the craziness of the world is going on around us, that is, that's a time when you really need to keep God right in front of you. Think of it as, as God is a cheesecloth. Right? Bad illustration, but you'll get it. Keep God in front of you and filter everything through Him. No matter what it is that's going on, I would even say in the good times you need to make sure that you're filtering everything through God. Because it's, it's especially in the good times that we can see that, that, that this, oh man, things are going good, so I must have done something right. Well, yeah, maybe you did. But don't be wise on your own understanding. Because what, what, what does it say? That, that, that pride cometh before the fall? Look what I've done. Yeah, dummy, you just fell off the stage too. Right? Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord turn and turn away from evil. I love verse 8. Because I think verse 8 brings uh, these four verses together, but the whole chapter is great. But it says in verse 8, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. 
It'll be healing to your, fe- your flesh and refreshment to your bones. When we look at the outcome of trusting God, when we look at, at, at what it means to put His Word, His truth, His promises inside and hold them in our heart, and then when we face those situations, to, to pull them out and to look at the truth, it's during those times, and, and I, can't, I, I can't explain it, but those of you who have experienced it can, can say, yeah, I get it. But it's during those hard times when we pull the truth of God and we put it in front of our face and the craziness of life is going on all around us, we have this peace about us like, God's got this. He, he's, he, he's got this. Can you explain that? No, because from the outside, the world's like, I, I can't believe that you're not freaking out because look at all this. This is going on. This is happening. and This is happening. And you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, it is. But God's got this. I'm trusting Him through this. This, this really shows where your, 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 uh, um, your true faith is. We've talked in the past about how uh, Charles Spurgeon, great preacher of the 18th, 1800s, he, he said that there is um, about God, there's knowledge, there's belief, and then there's trust. 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 Knowledge, belief, trust. You can have knowledge about God, and you have knowledge about God, your life would probably be still going to be all the same. You can have belief in God. You can believe that he, he exists, and you can believe that this stuff happens, and you can go to church all the time, and you can believe, 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 believe. And you can, hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, sister, I'm going to pray for you. You can believe all this stuff, but there's something that happens when your belief takes that step into trust. That when those situations that happen in your, in your life, you're saying, all right, not only do I believe that God can do this, I'm trusting that He what? He will do this. I love that new song. I, don't even, I think it's by Torn Wells. I can't remember the name. I think it's by him, where, where he talks about um, that there's questioning, can God do all of this stuff? And, and the, the, the song goes something like um, that he, you know, uh, did all these miracles. And I can't, I'm, I can't remember the song. Some of you are singing it in your head right now. But he did all these miracles, and he uh, raised from the dead. So since he did all of this, he can do all of this, whatever this may be. So yes, he can. Ain't, ain't that the song there, Jake? Google it. <laughs> She's on it. Uh, understand that, that, that because God has done all this, because Jesus has already accomplished what is needed and what is necessary not for not only for eternal life, as if eternal life is not enough, but for your life, he has paid the penalty. He has nailed all of your sins, all of my sins on the cross. It says in, in uh, uh, Galatians that it is canceled the debt of our sins through what Christ has done. Because of all of that, we can trust Him for all of this and everything else that goes on. Let's land the plane here. 
I have here in my notes that the, uh, the, 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 the man or the woman of God never stops trusting in God completely. Uh, their faith may be, may be knocked. They may stumble. They may fall into the, the, the worst of situations or even the worst of sins. But Psalm 37, 24 says this, and I think that, that you need to uh, write this text down, go there later, highlight it, underline it, all of that. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. This brings me back to my own personal verse that has driven my life for years now. In 1 Peter 5, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time He will, he will exalt you. This understanding that God's hand, God's hand, is a, it's, a, it's a show of power. But just as, just as God's hand is a show of power, it's also a show of love and compassion and grace and mercy. When we get into situations in our life and, and we're wondering, man, why am I here? Maybe, 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 just maybe. The situation in your life is for your trust in Him to be tested. Well, this is a crazy way in which He would do it. Hey, I, I'm not here to, to, to question how God tests us. He doesn't tempt us. But how our faith is tested, our trust in Him is tested. When we find ourselves in those situations, just ask, okay, what do I need to learn? What do I need to see that I'm not seeing? What do I need to do that I'm not doing? Who is it that I need to be that I'm not being? My favorite hymn of all time. Some of you already know it and are already humming it in your head. But my favorite hymn of all time is Trust and Obey. Love it. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I printed out the, 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 the uh, lyrics to that song. It says, when we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. This is where I think that we, we need to, to reach back to some of the, the goodies here. Some, some hymns that are, are uh, filled with good theology. Because it's only when we're trusting and obeying in the Lord that we're going to be walking in the light. And as John says, walk in the light as He is in the light. As we walk in the light, things will be revealed in our lives. But what we have to do is we have to, as things are revealed, we need to trust that God is going to help us face whatever it is that we're, we need to deal with. So I'll leave you with that, 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 that little thought, that, that humming of your mind. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, God, as we uh, <laughs> talked a lot about, or I talked a lot about, we went through a lot about what it means to trust.
God, we pray that those areas that we need to trust you more, that not only um, can we identify them, but God, you give us the strength to face them. God, I know that, that we are all here and we're all uh, um, facing something. As the elders and I were talking today, there's a weirdness that we can't really put our finger on, but we all have committed to trust you through that, whatever it may be. God, for those that don't really know how to trust you, it's not that you haven't proven your trust faithful. It's not that you haven't proven yourself you're faithful. It's God that they just haven't submitted their lives to, to you. Father, it's my prayer that if there is someone here or online that, is, that, is, um, that hasn't trusted you, that isn't trusting you, God, that they either uh, um, confess their sins and repent uh, of their sins for not trusting you and continue to trust you as a believer in, in Christ, or, or they become a believer and they repent for the first time to come to trust you. Because, God, I know that there are two different camps here. There are those who do believe you, that they do uh, um, say that they trust, that we do trust you, but there are moments that, that we have that we're, we're not as trusting as we need to be. And God, I, I pray that we can, we can trust more in those areas. But God, I, I, I really pray that there are those that, that who haven't put their trust in you, that they will put their trust in you. Not just so they can walk the straight path now, but they can spend eternity with you, with us. God, we know that you're working. God, we know, we see what you're doing. And Father, we, we thank you for all of that. God, as we go out from here and we do we'll tackle the, 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 the tasks of the day and of the week, uh, my request is that, I, that we keep you on the forefronts of our minds in all that we do. So we can love you and love people. And we can do it in the way in which you showed us how. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. And we pray all of this in Jesus' beautiful name. And all God's people said, Amen.